Hey, we're Ramones of the Day, and this is The Shape of Things to Come. One, two, three, four! Welcome to Ramones of the Day, the podcast examining every Ramones song alphabetically from 53rd to the word zero. I'm Philip. And I'm Molly. And today, we have one of the bad mothers. Shut your mouth. <laughs> She's talking about mother. <laughs> um, uh, Biz Ellis, hello. How are hello, you? thanks for having hello. me back, guys. You have a mouthful of candy and you're I... excited to be here. <laughs> that's my bedtime. We're talking about rock and roll, punk rock. It's the best. I can't wait. Do you talk about uh, music, pop culture stuff on One Bed Mother? I've, I've heard. <laughs> we have. I, we I have did. not listened to every single episode, but I have that, heard. That's fine. But I have. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, but I but I've listened and it doesn't seem like you so much covered that sort of stuff. I didn't know. If well, we've done like things. some. We we do talk about like you know how television has lied to us in many different ways. Like so, we'll <laughs> talk about like okay. you know that, that my parent parenting should be a lot easier than it actually has turned out to be. Okay. That's been a big lie. And then like children's programming where you're like. Wow, that children don't speak to each other as well as they do on these shows, and like <laughs> stop teaching them art things because my kids can't do them, and it's just like the most frustrating experience. Um, and I've always wanted to do a thing where we bring in like music, like parent music, like Cats in the Cradle or Lonely Boy, like all these okay. songs about kids or parenting. Mm-hmm. And Teresa, my fellow co-host, is like, I don't know any of those songs. <laughs> I'm like, well, then it would just be me being like. Wow, it wouldn't be as <laughs> much fun. That we do, we do, we do some pop culture stuff. It just depends. I, I, I think you could probably, and I don't know, you know, no. you know way better than I do what you can do. But I feel like you could do it in a way of like, like I'm gonna force you to like. I'm gonna force you to listen. Well, to all then, then she can do like the reverse. Then well, she right, can see, the, re- expose you to whatever. With a nice podcast like this, where everybody knows the Ramones, they're tuning in for Ramones, yeah. so they sure. they probably know the song. I can't be like legally, I'm not legally allowed to play any of the songs that I would want to play to talk about oh, parenting. Sure. And so I would be like, does everybody know Lonely Boy? He <laughs> ran down the hall and he cried. It was from like the late 70s. And no, you know. It's just, it's just me like normally being like, you know, the hats and the cradle and the silver spell. And yeah, it's not at all as rewarding. Minutes. We're going to have to beep out that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you owe somebody a million dollars. Goodbye. Uh, <laughs> Well, good. Yeah. Um, today we are talking about the shape of things to come. Dun, dun, dun. Dun. This is from 1993's Acid Eaters, their 13th studio album, the Ramones studio studio album. Not anybody else's. Uh, it, <laughs> this song uh, is written by Barry Mann and Cynthia Wheel, or Weil. I don't know if it's a Wheel or Weil, but they are uh, not Ramones. They're not Ramones. <laughs> nope. They are the uh, like the Brill Building crew that was like with Carol King, and they wrote like like Locomotion and oh, stuff. Yeah. And it's that whole era is kind of interesting to me about like so the Johnny Punch Clock of songwriting in a way. Yeah. I was like, oh, gotta go to work and knock out a couple top forty hits. <laughs> totally. Uh, but it was written for <laughs> the fictional band Max Frost and the Troopers. For the movie Wild in the Streets. Wild in the Streets. <laughs> yes. Uh, and I gave this a song category. The of Exploitation <laughs> Counterculture Film. <laughs> Wild in the Streets. <laughs> so I gave this a song category political. Nice. Because. Definitely. We're going to get to why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Anyone want to guess at how many times the band The Ramones played this song live? It is more than one. What? 150. <laughs> oh my God. It's gonna Two. <laughs> Boy, technically Molly's closest. Um, well, there's more without, than one. And without going over. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, you could. Two, three. Um, uh, they played it 26 times. Wow. That's that, more than I would have thought. I know. That really surprises me. Wait, that the Ramones played it 26 times? Yes. Or the fictional band Max Frost and, Max the, Frost icy and the Troopers <laughs> and the Icy Tones. Um, no, the, the Ramones did. And I think the like maybe the math that supports that is that it was during the tour of this album that uh-huh. supported that album. And this is a CJ vocal. So maybe like during the slot for like, okay, we're going to have like four or five of those. Yeah. Like, oh, well, we we have this, and sure. we'll we'll do it. I have no other no other theory okay. to back that up. I, I'll get. Uh, I support whatever theory you have. All right. Okay. Great. Um. Facts. Other facts. Molly, you got some facts. Uh, well, it all wild in the just, streets. Just had to go down the rabbit hole in the film a little bit. What film is that, Molly? Uh, that would be Wild in the Streets. Wild in the Streets. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> this film starred Shelley Winters, Christopher <laughs> Shelley Jones. Yeah, Shelley Winters, who I love, by the way, I and who was like in everything like, yeah. around this time. Yeah. Um, Ed Begley, oh, junior, senior, oh, no. senior, and the freaking Richard Pryor. Yes, in his second, so, his second movie, I think. So it's generally kind of worth checking out if you just go watch the trailer because you oh. know. I can't. I, I can't recommend watching the trailer for this enough. <laughs> so, did you write down a synopsis of this? No, but but please, because I did. Yeah, I'd love to hear it. So, let me take you back a little bit um, to the nineties. To the nineteen sixties. <laughs> um, it basically Wild in the Streets is, in a nutshell, it's a twenty-five-year-old rock star becomes president. Wow. So what happens is, and in the trailer they say. He followed a campaign that broke every rule in the book. Oh my, oh my gosh, this is going to tie into my H.G. Wells book. There's an H.G. Wells book titled okay. The Shape of Things to Come. And didn't H.G. Wells see the future? Ergo tied to this. Is this a nod to our current presidential yes. state? So, starring the people that she mentioned, it basically seems kind of like a 1960s version of Reefer Madness. Sure. Where the kids are crazy. And their their tagline was, if you're under 30, you'll want to see it. If you're over 30, you'd better see it. Oh, no. So what happened? I better go see it. What ha- yeah. <laughs> you better. I better. Um, so what happens in this movie is uh, young people of the 60s somehow realize how much power they have in their number. And so they lobby to successfully get the rule changed so that I think you can run for the Senate uh, you only have to be 25. And so then they start getting more people in there and people freak out or like the older establishment guys freak out. So they try to like wrangle someone in and that's what propels this guy, Max Frost. Yeah. He's basically like, they're like, what about that Jim Morrison guy? But like yeah. not a complete Jim Morrison. Yeah. Um, so they, so they get the him. poor man's Jim Morrison. So they, like, yeah. they like try to, I think, from what I can tell, they sort of like try to prop him up almost like straw man type element, but then he actually gets uh, they the never nomination. Think, they never think they're yeah. going to get it. They Dude. get the nomination and then he does things like he lowers all this age and they're like, they're going to spike the water with LSD. Yeah. And 
And it ends. Oh my god, this is my nightmare. Wow, they, the they want to change. They want to change. <laughs> wow, the streets. They want to change the minimum age of Congress to fourteen, and it's just like. It feels so close to home. I know that last time we <laughs> talked about Scattergun yeah. and it being like really close to the things that are politically in charge in our country right now. But no, um, it's interesting if you this feels eerily familiar <laughs> with our presidential. If, if you look at the uh, Florida kids that are basically sure getting anybody to talk about gun control, right. you know, I mean, these like high school kids are the ones leading yeah. this successful. So what we're saying is, if you're Paul Ryan. You need to watch this movie because this could happen to you. Before you or you know what? Don't watch. Don't watch. It's not believable about that scenario uh-huh. that you just set up for me. Is that anybody could get people elected in the time frame that could last them like a one and a half hour movie or two hour movie? I'm like, <laughs> did they like cover two years waiting for the midterm? How did they get like? No, but Biz feels once, like forever. Once you empower these. Young, young hooligans. And young and high hooligans. Yeah. <laughs> God, they, they're always so high. They, it's the, you watch the trailer, right? Yeah, yeah. God, there there's some parts that are so great of just like it is so 1968, not written by someone who's like a it's writer. Not, no, it's written by a writer, but probably from like the past yeah. decade, right? Right. This is the a, a guy who wore hats. Wrote this movie. Yeah. Like. So, but the, but like the trailer is like kind of going like that and it's sort of almost fun in our way. And then there's just some of these parts where it's just like literally teenager, high teenagers mumbling for a while. And you're like, <laughs> yeah. you're like, oh God. It's like before they figured out what high people talk yeah. like. Yeah. So you're like, well, it's sort of like this, right? <laughs> yeah. So. I can't believe I'd never heard of Wild in the Streets. I can't believe it either. As big as that idea, this is insane. I know it is. It is funny. So wait, uh, you mentioned H.G. Wells. Yeah. So he wrote the he wrote a book titled "The Shape of Things Things to Come." How old is the president in that movie? I have no idea. I didn't read. Oh. And that's just my fun fact I found when All I was right. trying to figure out more information about the song. Oh, well, then they put... Pro- oh, okay. Because it took me a while. Sure. I was really... This is not a song I'm super familiar with no. uh, on the Ramones. And I was just like, is this one of those things where, like, they were cast in the movie? And, like, like one of these, like, weird things where, like... You know, because there were sometimes those were, like, movies in that sure, yeah. type where, like... You guys will come be in the band. This is you're the fake band. We are a real band. And then here's the song you're gonna sing, and like blah 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 blah. And then I, I immediately realized that was not the case. But not like, the case for them. For them. But for this guy. But for this guy, yeah. And so then I went down my own like personal rabbit hole in my mind as to <laughs> how did this wind up in the Ramones' hand? Like how did they choose? So fact, people, Ramones people, answer for me. How did this wind up on a Ramones album? Totally. Mm. Anybody uh, know? Well, we'll be right back. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah. um, well, okay, so this is coming off of their album of covers. Right. And the um, reason why I think that this that song answers. is on the album is because it's all about the kids taking over. Yes. Going yeah. wild in the streets. It was, <laughs> it was, it was, this song was performed in the movie and it was a marginal hit. It was a marginal hit. It was such, it was actually such a big hit that they then made another album by Max and the... And the Troopers. Max Frost and the Troopers. So based on the success of the movie and the single that came off that movie, they made a whole another 
album. My, is that the monkeys too? The monkeys too. Yeah, yeah. So like no, no, was, no, the monkeys were okay. No, okay. No, no the monkeys. I, know, were, I could do a podcast on the monkeys. Okay. You should. Yeah, I, love, I the love like so the monkeys were put together for the show. For the show. They were groomed to be a actual live touring band while simultaneously doing this show about their life okay. as a band. Uh, and they actually wrote a majority of their own songs. I know, they're amazing. Uh, they're amazing. And if anybody would like some deep cuts of the monkeys that would make you go, this is the monkeys? Mm-hmm. We'll, we can just talk about it on Twitter later. Nice. <laughs> okay. Epizelis monkeys conversation. <laughs> Epizelis monkeys conversation. <laughs> Hashtag deep cut monkeys. Um, but, the, okay, but uh, monkeys, it's so interesting to say, because okay, my note here about the song uh-huh. is that it, Sounds like a song that would appear in a Scooby Doo movie, like a made for movie, sure. like chase scene or like a monkey yes. style chase scene. Yes. But it definitely felt like we're in the middle of a movie and lots of chasing <laughs> is happening. You're right. This is what that song reminded me of. Like it fits right into that spot. Right. It feels like a movie song, which it, it is. is a very yeah. successful movie yeah. song. Yeah. But it is not like an individual song. It's not like I don't. No, it's kind. Of, it's got like, yeah. Purpose. What we're talking about, yeah, is the is the purpose of yeah. it, and it's like there is really no personal expression in this song. No, so much. No, it, it's it's supposed to be performed by someone who is cast as a rock star, mm-hmm. right? And so, well, yeah, totally does it. Mm-hmm. Again, it feels sort of like clearly the makers, and I didn't research who made Wild in the Streets, <laughs> but it feels like whoever yeah, did have- was not. I mean. They weren't like hanging with the Rolling Stones or something. Well, you know, it's, it's like, like they, they don't feel like the coolest to me. I would guess. But then, like, why did the Ramones? I mean, I get like if the Ramones are like because they're wild in the streets, but they also weren't idiots. They're not like well, maybe they were, but not like. <laughs> I mean, the, anybody who watches this movie has to have felt like it was done by a different generation writing about the gener. I mean, did, did people at the time feel like it was like super spot on? Because I've never heard of this movie until we got to well, this. No, but I'm okay. trying to figure out. Okay, trying to make the leap. Of the, the, Ramones, the Ramones, the Ramones, <laughs> especially Johnny Ramone, were huge film buffs. Okay, they sure. loved film, and they would have loved something campy like, like this. Okay. They would have loved something that was about the kids putting yeah. LSD in the water. I mean, right. the album was called Acid Eaters, <laughs> so yeah, true. I think that when they're going through this stuff. They also probably had a, well, not probably, they had a much uh, more well-rounded um, experience with music from this time. So right. we're looking at the song, we're like, what's this song? But they would have heard this song on the radio. They would, yeah. have, they would have loved mm. this song as a hit on the radio. Right. You okay. could also say, I, I agree with all of that. Yeah, that makes sense. You would also say that, like, in the era of this, we, you know, we live in a world now where just music can be anywhere. Yeah. And it happens all the time. But, like, back then, it was probably, like, a huge deal that the movie's coming to town where there's a guy who sings rock and roll songs in it. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but, like, a guy who sings, like, the Doors type yeah. stuff, which like doesn't happen all the time. Mm-hmm. So I imagine if that kind of lends itself to like how they were exposed to it, they just I don't know. Yeah. Then I guess they just like the song or the like. I imagine Johnny just seeing this in like a second run theater in New York and just being like, oh yeah, we got to go to Rockaway Beach. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like all back and forth on the bus, he's just thinking about this movie. I really can't stop thinking about how wild in the streets those kids were. Oh man, they're just so wild. <laughs> that movie's due for a remake. Though, so. Oh man, I cannot honestly. I never heard of this uh, movie until doing this research today for this song. Mm-hmm. I cannot wait to watch. This I song. smell a second podcast for you. <laughs> Just spinning <laughs> minute by minute, minute, by minute, minute of, 
Wild for Wild in the Streets. That's the name. I mean, Richard Pryor's in this movie. Yeah. Like, Hal Holbrook's oh, in it. Man. Hal Holbrook's in it? Yeah. yeah. So it's, Everybody. It's, it's funny. Remember uh, the Grindhouse show? Yeah, absolutely. And they had the fake trailers? Yeah. That trailer feels like, like, that. You, like you're watching it and you're like, they nailed the hell out of this. Yeah. yeah. This is such a good fake trailer. Wait, it's a real trailer. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Holy crap. Yeah. Uh, like, do you guys know that Tarantino and, uh, uh, I don't know him. No, but they, they did those two Grindhouse films yeah. and then in the middle they had all those fake Right, that's what I'm talking about. Talking about. Yeah. But, but I'm, I mean, specifically <laughs> those two guys, yeah. not just Grindhouse in general. And that movie, Hobo with a Shotgun, did you ever yeah. see that movie? Yeah, Shotgun. That, that is like this, you yeah. know, like, <laughs> like, Wow. Somebody got the money to do that off of that trailer, yeah. and, and, and they yeah. made money on the soundtrack. <laughs> like, <laughs> they launched a rock and roll career. Yeah, with that. they yeah. launched a rock and roll career. That's so funny. Yeah, and even guys like Man and Wheel, who wrote a zillion songs, I bet they forgot they wrote this song. Sure. And then somewhere down the road, they're like, someone called them up and said, like, "Hey, uh, the Ramones want to cover Shape of Things to cover." And like, what? what? What do I care about that? I was like, "Well, you wrote it." We wrote what? <laughs> no, they made For a lot real? of money on that song. I'm sure they knew I'm sure they that. did. Like a big gold record in there. Yeah, they, but they also wrote... In their toilet up on the, room. All, yeah, but they also wrote Up on the Roof and You've Lost That Love and Feeling, so I don't think they're like, sure. oh, and Shape of Things to Come, am I right? <laughs> Maybe. You never know what somebody's passion is. Exactly. Okay, fine. Yeah, their passion. Or how first. much money they made. <laughs> yeah, 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 That's a movie. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um... That's all the facts I have about Wild in the Streets, um, <laughs> and and what little facts I have about the song. Sure. Um, how are we feeling about this song? Huh? huh? How are we feeling? Biz, how do you feel about this? I, I like I like Scooby Doo. So nice. I feel like I don't know. I was like, hey, this is totally. It's again. That is. It just, a, that's a good. It just doesn't it. feel like a Ramon song at all, or really anybody's song. Like yeah. to me, the sure. smack of like. The movie writing and like where it probably is in a movie, like it just that it just yells that out at me. So, Mm -hmm. but I I like those types of things. I mean, it's totally fine. Yeah, I'm feeling I have feelings about it more than I have feelings about other songs. Yeah, you know, (laughs) got it. Yeah, that's how I feel about it. I like it. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, I would say like. Yeah, Yeah. I'm like too. I feel like that's. As good as it's gonna get. Yeah. yeah. It's right in the middle. <laughs> right in the middle. That's the shape of things to come. The shape of the it shape is. Of it. <laughs> yeah. Shape of it is an okay sign. Yeah. <laughs> That's all right. Okay, well, now we have to elect the most valuable for this. I'm just gonna go right ahead and give it to CJ. I mean, he's singing on this thing. If he's singing on it, I wonder if he helped pick it. Probably. Maybe. Or had some thoughts on it. Sure. Um, can I vote for Max Frost? Yes. Absolutely. It's clearly Max Frost. You, you and all those 20-year-old hooligans I voted know. for Max Frost. That's right. Max yeah. Frost! Max Frost! <laughs> he broke every rule. He was <laughs> definitely the most important. Uh, <laughs> he broke every rule. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. His campaign, technically. His campaign broke Again, every rule. Again, right, right. eerily similar. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how much outside help they had. To oh, but that is a part that, like, he somehow... Tied to the he Russians? Wants, no, no. <laughs> Allegedly. Got peed on in Russia? <laughs> no, part of the part of the Max Frost story is that like they start like recruiting other countries to their like hedonistic. You do lifestyle. it too. The orgy yeah. politics. Nice. Orgy politics yeah. of orgies. Yeah. Um, I am going to give it to CJ as well because uh, I 
feel that the bass sounds really good in it. Nice. Mm. It kind of wobbles in a nice way. Yeah. And that's mm. one of the parts I like. I like that. Yeah, the, the original is way more like jingle jangly and mm. they kind of took all that out. But there is something about his playing in this song that it's bouncy, even though it's really yeah. like hard kind of metal song. The thing you were, you were talking about earlier about him being like they're like fat records plug and play. Mm. I feel like serves them really well when they do these types of songs Agreed. where it's like the the 90s era of old obscure covers slash ironic covers. Like, oh, yeah, we need a fat records guy <laughs> yeah. to do that. Yeah. Oh, we got one. Yeah. We plugged him right in. Um, have any more thoughts? I have nothing about else to say. Wild in the Streets <laughs> or <laughs> voting <laughs> or uh, children voting. Spoiler alert, they eventually get outdone by 14-year-olds. Mm. Yeah. They say they're going to... Teens? Well, Biz, yes. uh, thank-, <laughs> yes. thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. And people me. can follow your podcast, One Bad Mother. Uh-huh. You can do that everywhere because it's super popular. It's so big. Among mothers. So big, guys. So big, so bad, so one. Yeah. Um... Not just for mothers, but for uh, it's it really is. For, we actually have quite a teen following. Do you really? Yes, yeah, awesome. we have a lot of teens. We have a lot of like college kids, and we have a lot of guys uh, who are all just like the teen. The teen boys are my favorite because they're like, "You really makes me appreciate my mother more." Oh, like you did like, it! I know I did. And there's all this like guilt, uh, <laughs> but like actually, a lot of people are just like, "Oh, this actually is interesting. It really helps our conversations about uh-huh. if we actually watch." Because like no one's like, "It's great." Our show is not a show in which we're like, parenting's really working out. <laughs> it's not, not really our show. Uh, well, to, to, But to your credit, I think that you guys have kind of leaned into that element of like just sort of building a supportive community yeah. rather than just telling people a bunch of advice and be like, you know, if you started oh, we don't cooking do, your meals ahead yeah, of time, yeah, like, no, no, we did. I don't need that now. I, I'm pretty sure if there were like themes they went to the show, it, not giving advice is a big one, but the other would be like, uh, A, you probably really are doing a good job better than you probably think you are. Yeah. Uh, two, uh, uh, no one actually probably gives a shit about what you're doing. It feels like very much like, oh, they're all watching me, uh, or mm-hmm. they're all, or sure. they saw what was in the lunchbox, or whatever bullshit thing. For some reason, we've decided everybody, no one cares, <laughs> uh, is a good one to remember. And then uh, no one's doing it at you. Mm-hmm. So like when you see yeah. somebody on Facebook, mm. like, and their kid's like eating something great, or like my favorite is like, <laughs> like you go to a party and the cake is like, fucking beautiful no one made the cake at you they just made a cake and cake is delicious yeah. and that's all it is yeah. like you know it like that does not represent her grasp being fucking amazing right. it's just cake no, <laughs> no i i like the show and i like that element of it where you kind of like i don't know you have it's hard to be objective when you're in those moments yeah, as a parent is. so it's nice to have someone with experience basically contextualize everything and give you some some like rational actual sort of tough love elements of like like you guys have so many disclaimers oh yeah but they're funny yeah. with things like look we're gonna be on facebook and people might see your stuff if you don't want them to see your stuff don't post don't it. post it on facebook right yeah 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 don't like people will see you yeah they're all looking 
Yeah. They're all looking, but they don't care. Yeah, they, they don't but care. They you don't care, care if you think, you're like, oh my God, they saw it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, everybody's in-laws are reading your Facebook post. So, like, just, uh, there's, we should just do, like, a whole thing of, like, this is a good Facebook uh, rules. Everybody can see. So, if you say something about somebody, they know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They can all see. Yeah. Um, so, keep it secret. Keep it safe. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, they can follow that show and they can look up the book. We've talked about it enough. That's right. <laughs> just go to the internet. Just go to the internet. I feel so stupid things. whenever I plug things because I'm like, look, you're already on the internet. Yeah, just go on the no, internet. No, but I mean, saying the name doesn't hurt. Yeah. All right, look, just doing... go to onebadmotherpodcast.com uh-huh. where you can find out about the book. You're doing a good job. 100 ways you're winning at parenting. You can find out about live shows. You can find out about our Twitter. You can find out about the Facebook. And you can find out, most importantly, about the podcast. Nice. I mean, we also want to legitimize, you know, our, we want to... Molly, she's legitimizing us. No, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You are legitimizing (laughs) us with your experience and breadth of work. So please, legitimize us away. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, what? We we only have important people on this show. Legitimizing the streets. I'm going to run back to my podcast and be like, guys, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about with her about. (laughs) Like the who? Uh, But thank you, sis. No, not the who. Uh, thank you very much. Oh, thank you for letting me show. Uh, and thank everybody else for joining us today. And follow us on Twitter. We're at Ramon's Podcast. And you can join us next time when we'll be discussing She Belongs to Me on Ramon's of the Day. Yeah.